It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. And good morning. Welcome. Welcome one and all to game time here on a Tuesday morning. Tom and Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us as uh, we get ready for a brand new day. Uh, Ward, how are you today? Outstanding. Garrett? Garrett? I'm good. (laughs) It's the third button on the left. Uh, This is a new board. I understand. I've been out for a minute. I understand. Work it through. I understand. Uh, Ward, did you get to watch any of the uh, any of the uh, Texas and Kansas game last night? I did watch a little bit of it. Man, I watched it all. Uh, I, I I thought, guys, for a minute that they're you know that they may want to may want to issue a football instead of a basketball. That was, I mean, they got after it. That was a they were physical. physical. Yeah, and I was thinking about it. How hard would it be to officiate that game? Because literally. You could blow the whistle on every possession. There was something. There was, you know, and then there were some flops to go with the physical. And I'm like, well, <laughs> good gracious, uh, what, what a basketball game. And, and, and nobody could get separation. I, I thought a couple of times that a basket or two for Kansas, that they could create some separation. You know, they'd be up four or five. And if they could just get, you know, but they couldn't do it. They just couldn't do it. Texas played good defense. They also Kansas also really struggled at the end of halves. Uh, you know they they've had an opportunity at the end of the first half to close things out, and they couldn't put Texas away. And then at the end there, uh, they were able to get the generate the three point uh, three pointer. But then Texas come back. They just couldn't keep Texas out of the paint. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that uh, coming up a little later on in the program. Uh did you watch any of the uh, any of the Olympics? Did not. You're just not a Winter Olympics guy, are you? No. Man, there was some good stuff. I mean, I, I am to a certain extent, but it's got to be, you know. The hockey or something? Well, if USA's playing, I'll, I'll, I'll tune into a little bit of the hockey. Um, but other than that, um, some speed skating maybe, if, if I catch it at the right time. And they had a little bit of that last night. Yeah, if I catch it at the right time. I, I'm just not a stop-down guy for the Winter Olympics. See, I I, I kind of preset like three or four channels last night. I had I had uh, NBC, mm-hmm. I had CNBC, I had USA, and then I had ESPN for the basketball game. And I'm telling you, I was dancing back and forth between all of those. The, the I I just I'm sorry. It was like hitting the brick wall when when we would get to figure skating. And I'm like, okay, how many days of this do we get? It just. It's like it doesn't end. It doesn't. No, I it mean, doesn't. there's something new. There's pairs. There's this. There's that. And you're like, okay, already. Uh, you know, move on. to. And I tried to watch a little of the, the, the mixed pairs curling. <laughs> I, that was about 12 seconds and I was gone. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I can't do it. <laughs> that was, I mean. I mean, literally, I, I think I watched one of those deals, or whatever they're called, go down the ice, and you know the the one person that pushed it is yelling at the other person to, you know, I guess I don't know what they're yelling. I uh, I don't I don't understand. I mean I I know it. The concept is like shuffleboard, but I don't I don't understand. 
I don't. I guess you're heating up the ice to try to make it go more. I, I don't I know what they're oh, doing with this shaving thing. the ice to to, to make it <laughs> make it curve or what. I, I don't know. I, I mean, but like, how do you create that? Like, like how does somebody say? How do you create a thing like curling? Somebody so in, in 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 Norway had I think had it's one been around too, for a while. It has. Know. It has. Somebody in Norway had one too many one night and said, "Hey, let's try this." And <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I don't know where it came from. I know it's an Olympic sport, uh, yeah, but I, I just I couldn't do it. I mean, I, it was formed in Scotland during the 19th century. That's what I said. Oh, okay. Scotland was it? Was it drunk people? It had to have been. It, it doesn't say, oh, but it doesn't say that it wasn't. No, it doesn't. Out <laughs> there were some rocks and stuff. Eh, <laughs> probably. I mean, any more? I mean, you got some details. Uh, the first game was played on frozen ponds. Okay. Yeah. There's a movie in there some, somewhere, isn't there? On <laughs> Frozen Pond? Yeah, that's <laughs> Golden Pond. Yeah, but close. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I just thought I thought we had a movie or something. All right, so Ward's got all the details on curling. And, and how in the heck did it get its name curling? Uh... I mean, other than the little things that they push down the ice around, I mean, uh, you know. Does not say. Does it? No, doesn't say. Interesting. All right. A uh, couple of coaching jobs taken up. Uh, Lovey Smith gets the Houston job. Do you want the Houston job? Well, you know, and I was thinking about that, and I know there was a, on, what is it, Barton Hahn earlier uh, yesterday, one of them is just, you know, saying, hey, first of all, that's a horrible job. You know, uh, Lovey was probably not the most qualified minority candidate to get the job. I and mean, I'm like, hang on a second here. He was in the building and knew the players. And has 12 years of head coaching experience. So if you're trying to put it back together, I mean, don't you want somebody who's got some stability, who's, as you point out, in the building, the former D- the D.C., a guy that knows what it what it takes to be a head coach and put a staff together, understands player personnel decisions. What doesn't he? What hasn't he gone through in in being the former head coach of the Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that he's that he's going to face in Houston? Other than the Deshaun Watson thing, but he's been a part of it, so he's kind of got a handle on that as well. He does. I mean, and also. The one thing with the Texans, the biggest, the glaring issue there is the front office is just a disarray. Ownership's in disarray. So, Lovey also has experience dealing with outside factors at Illinois. You know, you have to deal with the boosters and stuff. So, I think it's kind of a similar situation there. And to me, if he can even stabilize it some, I mean, maybe get six, seven wins out of it, it, it that might be just enough to launch him and make him more of an ideal candidate next year. Well, I, I – I don't know what his contract looks like, Ward, but I'll bet you he didn't sign a one-year deal. I'll bet no. you a million dollars he didn't sign a one-year deal. Uh, I wouldn't think so. Why would you take that gig on a one-year on a one-year deal when you could sit back and go, you know what? No, the DC gig's all right by me. You go ahead and hire whoever you want to. Yeah, I mean, he he may he may know it's a one-year deal, but I mean, he's got it padded on the other side to where it's not really you know it's probably a five-year something, but there's a buyout. I mean, he. I'm sure he protected himself before he jumped off onto that. Yeah, in, in long term, he's you know he's looking to this is uh, probably his final stop. So you know he, he's looking to 
figure out a way to put this thing back together. And come on, anybody who understands anything about football knows that this is going to be a – this is not a short, short-term fix. They've, they've got issues on a number of fronts, and it's going to take a while. So why not have somebody – you know, I mean, and he's not an ego guy. I mean, he's not looking for the next great job. So why not? Why not go? And, and I think it's a good hire myself. I, I think you've got a guy with stability, a guy who's been there, done that, and got the T-shirt. Uh, and 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 as you pointed out, has been in the building, so he knows where all of the uh, all the skeletons are buried. I mean, he, he's he, it's there's he's not walking into a bunch of secrets. He's not walking into, oh, I didn't know that was going on. Mm-hmm. He's He's been there right in the middle of it. He knows what's going on. So, I don't know. Uh, I, I I understand that, you know, that they think that maybe there's a younger guy that has a little more energy. I, I don't know, but I, I, I kind of like the hire. Uh, so, we'll see. What do you think the first order of business is there for Levy? Is it is it identifying your staff, putting that together, or do you have to figure out the Deshaun Watson situation first before you align it with a quarterback coach and offensive coordinator? Well, I, I, first of all, for me, it, it's put the staff together. If you're going to make any major changes, remember he's elevating from DC. So he'll need to hire either within or promote or, or go find a DC. But you know, are, are you okay with what they did offensively? And, and then I think he's Ward is he and the front office have got to decide What's going on with Deshaun Watson? I don't think they can do that song and dance again, where Deshaun no, Watson's in the building, a part of the organization, but not a part of the football team. Yeah, that that's that's got to change, and it's got to change in a hurry. I you know I don't know what's first priority. I don't know that you know we don't know that he has the hammer to be able to change that. Correct. I mean, you know, who knows? It may be a situation where they say, "Okay, we need you to drive this this boat," but. You know, we'll figure out the Deshaun Watson deal for you and, and let you know where you're at on that. I, you know, who knows what that situation is. Uh, I just, I'm surprised it's lingered as long as it has, and that's been part of the problem with the organization. Um, it's I, the organization waiting for the legal process. I mean, that's because, the only thing I can think of. Where's the legal process in all this? I mean, I, we haven't heard in in, in a, in a long time. Well, yeah. I mean, since two a days. I mean, that's the, really the last big thing we heard on, on the whole thing. And then he just kind of been sitting in the wings waiting for this thing to play out is what we were told. Um, so you would think it would be somewhat played out by now. Right. And, and maybe they're just trying to let it go away. And it, I, I don't, I, it's, it's baffling to me why it's lingered so well, there's, long. There's a, what is it? There's 12 or 13 cases or I, whatever I the case really may be. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was up to twenty five yeah, at one time. So, I mean, they, I mean, they've got to go to court. They've got to settle. They've got to do something. They, they're, they're not going away. No, those people are not going to let it go away. And you know, and the biggest thing for them is, you know, they really can't put him on the field because they just don't know what the legal ramifications are going to be, and then be stuck with it. And the other thing is, they can't really just let him go because they got too much money invested, and they just mm-hmm. gave him a contract. Yeah, they're stuck. They they are. They're stuck. And I think that's why they handled it the way they handled it last year mm-hmm. is because I think they wanted the, the – the, And nobody's going to trade for him. Nope. 
I, I think they wanted the process to play out. They wanted somebody to step up and say, okay, we'll take this cat and we'll give you this, this, and this. That's how they wanted it to play out, but it didn't. Nobody's going to jump off into that big old pool and and wonder, you know, okay, we're going to put him on our organization, but we're going to have to, you know, put him off to the side and see how this plays out. Well, and and again, I mean. Nobody's going to do that, right? No, because. Washington might be dumb enough. Well, here's the problem. Is if you spend money to acquire him and then he ends up going to jail? Yeah, it's I mean, you can't do that. No, that's why nobody's going to trade mm-hmm. for him. It's it's a big unknown. I mean, because I, I I really don't remember. I, I know he's got civil uh, suits pending. Does he still have legal? Uh, I mean, I could, could he, don't know. is he facing yeah, jail sure. time? I don't remember, quite frankly. I I, I don't. I, I know don't he's either. got he's got several civil that are going to be coming. He's got a lot going on. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. And, and it may be a situation. I know that. And it may be a situation where he never gets back on the field ever. I think that's more than likely a good possibility. So I mean, at some point, you just got to cut bait. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised that you know, it, it, if I'm Lovey Smith, you know, and and they leave it in my, they leave the ball in my court. Well, I'm I'm cutting the guy. Yeah, he's gone. I just say, look, we're we're just gonna have to soak up whatever it is, and let's get him off the roster, out of the building, and move forward. I wonder if there's a way they could make a move. I don't know if they would, without moving Watson, like where they could try to like make a push to get like Garoppolo to come in there or something. Well, I, yeah, I think you go, if first and foremost, go to free agency and find it. I mean, yeah. you know, Garoppolo would be a good choice. Um, and find somebody. And then, again, look at the draft and see – you know, is there anybody out there that you can build upon? Right. I mean, I'm I'm sure there is, but you know, this isn't a great, superb class for quarterbacks this year. No, it's just not. not. So, uh, but so at the end of the day, Lovey Smith's their guy to start in in the process for him is to start building and putting putting this thing back together for the Houston Texans. Hey, I wanted to make a quick uh, – remind you of a quick uh, note here, uh, and we're going to talk about it throughout the week. This is a cool deal. The McLennan County Junior Livestock Show uh, it, uh, it's, it gets underway today, and there's there's all kinds of fun things going on over at the Extraco Event Center. And uh, we'll be talking to some of the folks that are participating in it uh, uh, this week. And then on Friday, they'll have the uh, – the big uh, sell of champions that'll be coming up Friday evening around six thirty. We're going to be over there for that as well. We'll be broadcasting live. I think Matt Mosley is going to be over there from four to six. Uh, this is this is a cool event. It's been going on since nineteen eighty, and it, it raises a lot of money for scholarships and gives back to these kiddos and in, in the community. Uh, in fact, uh, today it's uh, at ten o'clock. They're going to be showing goats at one o'clock. Sheep. And uh, so that'll be going on today and uh, right on through right on through Friday. So uh, we'll, we'll be talking about it and we're going to have a little we're going to have a guest around 730 to talk about it as well. So a lot of stuff right there uh, for you. And uh, if you want to get a chance to to get out to the extra co, uh, that would be uh, that'd, that'd be awesome. Uh, a lot of fun. And again, we'll be talking about it throughout the morning right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right. It is a 715 and we are brought to you this morning in part by Pro Star Rental. 
VersaLift Southwest, and your friends at Good Feet. Let's check the weather forecast here on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. A lot of sunshine in the forecast again today, and it's going to be warmer than it was yesterday. Highs top out at 67 degrees. Clear skies tonight. We drop to 34 and mostly sunny, just as warm tomorrow with a high of 67. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. This is Ice T. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Matty Ice. I convinced NFL teams to turn to cold water washing with Tide. The NFL, your uniforms get dirty. Tide can handle it, even in cold. Plus, if fans join in, they can save up to $150 on their energy bill. Looks like you just made the team, rookie. Turn to cold with Tide. And that's the bottom line. It's got to be Tide. Energy savings based on average from switching from hot to cold to non-HE machines. The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, we've got you covered. Plus, our friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. We have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And we have eight locations across Texas to serve you. Visit us online at ProStarRental.com for more information. ProStar Rental, we make work easier. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday, and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. 
Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. All right, 719, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time. Tom Ward and Gary, we're glad you're with us. You know, last night was big Monday for uh, for UT and KU. It was also big Monday for Conley and La Vega. They played last night. We welcome in Cadets head coach Quentin Snell. Quentin, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, man? Doing great. We appreciate your time this morning. Uh, first of all, what are you doing playing on Monday night? <laughs> well, there's a lot of readjusting with the uh, – with, with COVID, a couple of schools shut down uh, earlier in the district, and then uh, we had the little ice storm or the you know the little wintry mix that we had to shut down school last week. No, Quentin, that was the great ice storm of 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, so we we were scheduled to play last Friday, but you know school has shut down uh, Thursday and Friday of last week, and so we uh, end up pushing it back to Monday. So this is uh, this is really the third week we've done it, uh, playing Monday, Tuesday, Friday. So I just you know kind of told the guys we're just you know if any of you ever thought about playing in the NBA or something like that, this is kind of what you're dealing with. Monday, Tuesday, Friday for three weeks that's pretty tough. So uh, now we got to bounce back after a big win last night and uh, play Madisonville, which is playing really good right now. Coach, how do you how do you adjust that playing time for your players to be able to go back to back nights and then turn around with a few days rest and, and play again on Friday? How, is there an adjustment that you have to make with floor time? Uh, a little bit, uh, you know. But you know, as for last night, you know, when you play your rival, I mean, all those guys will have the right kind of energy to you know, put forth the best effort they can to help their team win. But uh, toward the end of the game, we tried to do some things uh, last night uh, to, you know, rest some guys or whatever. But at the same time, you know, uh, I know they might get a little tired or whatever, but they're, you know, 17, 18 years old. They can bounce back quick. Yeah, they can rest on the weekend, right? <laughs> versus, versus the old dude over here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, talk about the win last night. Uh, obviously, these are two programs that for years – have have really gotten after it, and and you know you're four or five miles apart, uh, right down the the interstate. This is this is one of those cool rivalries where both teams flat get after uh, whenever they play in anything, any sport. Right, no doubt. Uh, you know when you get that opportunity to play uh, your crosstown rival, it it always means something. Uh, we always you know joke around about it doesn't matter what the records are. Uh, when those when when Conley and La Vega match up, just like with any other big time rival, it's going to be a a pretty special event. And last night was no different. Um, uh, the first the first quarter was, I mean, it was up and down. You know, getting after it. A crowd was involved. Uh, so uh, you know, Randy Wolf and Monte Hilliard. You know, they were doing some really good things to us. Uh, last night, so we had to make a few adjustments to try to slow those guys down. We and we we kind of did a good job of slowing them down, with, and was able to uh, turn some uh, some 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 pretty good defense in the offense. And so, uh, 
really proud of the guys of the uh, the adjustment we were able to make and uh, just to try to execute at that point in time. Uh, shout out to La Vega though, because they always, you know, just like I said, when when Kyle and La Vega get together, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, the who's starting, who doesn't start. Whenever any guy step on the floor, they're gonna always give their best effort. And so Coach Cartwright is doing a great job over there, uh, making sure those guys are staying ready, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna make a push. You, you never count out those guys for sure. Coach, this time of year, I know you like the offense to start coming together and start gelling a little bit as you head down the stretch, and and you use a lot of ball movement in your offense. Is it starting to come together like you want it to this time of year? Uh, we're 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 still trying to get there, man. We're still trying to make it. Uh, you know, a little bit more uh, fluid for us offensively. Uh, and so that's some things that we're going to continue to harp on, uh, you know, moving the ball, moving our bodies and, you know, assisting one another when it comes down to uh, making the right play at the right time. But, uh, you know, most teams will try to hang their hat on defense, and that's definitely what we try to do. Coach, at this point in the year, are there any players that you look back and just watch their development who have really stood out in their growth this season? Really, yeah, yeah. I mean, we got a couple of guys that have that have stepped up really good, and so uh, uh, Jamari Wiggins has done a really good job. A high energy guy, a great motor, uh, and just loves competing. I, you know, I think our whole team just loves competing, and so you know, from from this point, well, actually from last year uh, until this year, he's really he's really stepped up for us and and done a good job. Uh, and you know we still uh, we got Jelani McDonald, Kobe Black. We have those guys, and uh, you know uh, we have the big the big guy in the middle, K- uh, Caden Turner. Uh, and then uh, there's another young man that comes off the bench for us. Uh, his name is Kiefer Sibley. Uh, man, that dude just understands what his role is, and uh, and he's really locked into his role. But uh, he, he does he does some really good things for us, and. Uh, I guess the good thing about it is, you know, you know, we get most of those guys back next year. So, and you know, and and all of our guys, every last one of our guys on our basketball team, they they start on the football team, and so that should give us, you know, some added incentive to, you know, continue to try to strive and do really well for not only the basketball program but for our entire athletic department. They also run track. They they play baseball. They we try to do it all over here. So. Uh, you know, just those guys have stepped up and done a really good job in, in, in uh, helping continue to grow, you know, our basketball program. And I'm grateful to have them on my team. Coach, how, how important is that for your program to be able to have those multi-sport athletes who understand the, the, the way that you compete on a daily basis in, in different sports brings that to the table? Oh, yes, yeah, a testament of the character. I mean, it's all just going to get tested all the time, but – uh, I think the most important thing is that they do get the opportunity uh, to compete all year long. Uh, you know, we've, we have very few, uh, like, single sport athletes. We probably have some in our athletic department, but for the most part, every guy that we have in our program does a, does another sport or two, and sometimes uh, three. So we, have, we do have some four-sport athletes. Uh, but I think the most important part is we get to stay locked in on their, you know, their behavior, their attitudes, their classroom behavior, their cl- their grades, uh, and that also keeps it keeps it keeps it really nice when those guys are competing year round year round because if you don't pass, you don't play, and so they wanna they wanna make sure that they're uh, they're participating in whatever sport they're in. 
Hey, nice win for the cadets last night, uh, 64-51 over a uh, very talented La Vega team. Coach, thanks so much for the time and uh, continued success, and look forward to visiting with you again soon. Thank you guys for having me on. Appreciate you very much. Have a great day. That is Quentin Snell, longtime head coach of the Conley Cadets, and fellas, he does a terrific job over there. He is a Conley Cadet, I can I can assure you. All right, uh, 727, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Speaking of uh football and in 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 competition we're gonna have aaron now the uh, head coach of the mahaya black cats he's coming up next here on espn central texas recently on the john moore show the great tony caridi the voice of the mountaineers this doesn't translate well on radio but i texted you a picture what's your first thought when you see uh, that man with me in that picture I thought, it, I said, like, it looked like someone took Bob Huggins' head and put it onto a different person's body with a Baylor warm-up. That's on. right. That's or, right. And I know all of Huggs' brothers, and I said, it looks like one of Huggs' brothers. And actually, this guy looks more like Huggs' brother than Huggs' brothers. <laughs> That's great. Well, that is Henry Witt Jr. He runs Affiliated Auto Glass. It's on the circle here in Waco. And he is maybe not the spitting image of Bob Huggins, but but like he could be his brother. I mean, it could absolutely be his brother. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. It's time to save on the powerfully versatile Kubota M7 tractor with up to 168 horsepower, superior loader lift capacity, and operator-friendly controls and comfort. The hard-working M7. Built right, built ready. Now get the Kubota M7 tractor for zero down and 0% APR for 60 months, plus $8,000 loyalty cash reward. Now through March 31st. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. This year's McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair is February 8th through the 11th at the Exaco Event Center. With more than 500 local 4-H and FFA students exhibiting their livestock. Come join us and help raise funds for the scholarships and education programs. And on Friday night, Holt and their family of businesses proudly presents the Sale of Champions with the top placing animals and projects up for sale. It's the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair, February 8th through the 11th at the Extra Co Event Center. For more information, like them on Facebook or call 254 722 Trying to shake that extra rate? Slim down and save with First Central Credit Union. Crunch all of your year-end balances to only one monthly payment. Transfer high-rate balances to a lower rate with First Central. Get 3.9% annual percentage rate for 12 months. Why pay more on big bank and retail credit cards? For a limited time, there is no balance transfer fee and absolutely no reoccurring annual fee ever. Apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Eligibility and application requirements apply. Member NCUA. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. McLennan basketball coach Kevin Gill earned career win number 650 with the Highlanders 64-49 victory over Weatherford. That moves the Highlanders record to 21-3 on the year and 8-1 in league play. The High Lassies, meanwhile, lost to Weatherford 87-76 to fall to 500 on the season, as well as in league play. The Houston Texans have hired Lovey Smith as their new head coach. Smith not only coached the Chicago Bears to the Super Bowl in 2006, but also won three state championships as a player at Big Sandy High School. 
Reports indicate that Major League Baseball will no longer test players for steroids as part of the new collective bargaining agreement still under negotiations. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. 731, drive safely if you're out and about, headed to work or to school, or, or maybe even to the uh, McClendon County Junior Livestock Show, which gets going today. Uh, been doing this since 1980, and, and I tell you what we're going to do, Ward and Garrett. We're going to visit with Chloe McClellan. She is a senior at La Vega High School. Hi, Chloe. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We are terrific. We appreciate your time. You're from the, the heart of Texas 4-H, and I understand you've been showing – since the third grade? I have. You know, I've been involved with 4-H since I was a baby, so I was really excited to start doing it in third grade. How, how did you get involved in, 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 uh, in, this, in this activity? My dad is, uh, he's always been really involved with it just because of his job. So when I was little, he would bring me to livestock shows all the time, and it just became a yearly thing, and we started doing it. When I was in third grade. So, and today's your day, right? You're showing. Uh, you're showing today. Yes, that's correct. So you got sheep's and goats today. Uh, so talk about the time that you put into this. I mean, that you, you know, it's not like you just go grab a couple of goats and sheep and, and head over to the Coliseum. Talk about how the process works and, and when you begin and in in leading all the way up to today and, and what's going on. So you always have to wake up really early to feed your animals, especially before you go to school. So I have practice for cross-country and track in the morning, so I'd have to wake up uh, pretty early to go feed. And then uh, when you come home, you know, have a little break from school, and then uh, you go outside around 5 or 6, and you'd feed again, and then you'd, uh, you'd be outside for an hour or two just working your animals every day. What's your favorite part about it? Definitely the people that I meet from it. I've made so many friends, and I've met so many different people. And uh, it's people that I keep in touch with all the time. So I've made a bunch of friends. Talking with uh, Chloe McClellan. And so, Chloe, how do you how do you pick your sheep and your goats to, to start getting them ready for, for the show? I mean, kind of walk us through the, you know, from the very beginning to until you show today. Um, we usually start looking. A little technical problem, but uh, I think we lost Chloe. We're going to try to get Chloe back. I, w- I want to hear this word because I know they spend, they spend weeks, weeks, uh, getting ready for these shows and maybe even months i mean so i mean this is a big time uh we got chloe back so chloe go ahead and and when do you start uh, is it kind of walk us through that again so we start in the summer and then we start looking for animals and uh and then after we find the animals then we go to jackpots from uh september all the way through december early january and then it just leads up to county, which is now. So, 
and this is this is the big show, right? I mean, this is this is this is where there's there's a lot at, lot on the line, a lot at stake, right? Yes, this is uh, everything that I've worked for for the past couple of months. It all leads up to this. And there's a lot of there's there's a lot of opportunities for you beyond this, uh, or not? There's a ton of scholarship opportunities uh, for seniors if they uh, apply for them and show like what they've done for the community and for 4-H, FFA. So, I mean, scholarship opportunities definitely can help me in college. What's the process today? I, I know you probably have to groom them and, and you get to the Coliseum, but what, what are the steps you have to go to until you get into the ring? So I woke up at 5.15 and we got here around 6.30 and then we had to feed. Um, we gave them a little bit of water we went and we weighed them to see where they're at, see if they're uh, what they weighed yesterday, if they lost or gained weight. And then um, we fed them after we weighed them. And then now we're just kind of chilling, letting, letting them eat. And then after that, we'll, uh, we'll probably clip them and get them ready to show. Hey, Chloe, uh, we wish you the very best. Thanks so much for your time today. And we wish you all the, uh, all the success uh, today uh, when you show. And we, uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. That is Chloe McClellan from La Vega High School and their Heart of Texas 4-H. And again, Ward, there is a lot of time and a lot of hours and, quite frankly, a lot of money that goes into this uh, yeah, to show these animals. There is. So, they, they, they do an outstanding job, and it's – you know, it's no different than athletics or anything else. They spend a lot of time with that animal. Uh, they spend a lot of money on that animal. Uh, and and this is, like she just said, it gives her an opportunity to continue her education. And it, it's so much fun to watch them show. There's there's 15 local FFA chapters, six McLennan County 4-H clubs that, that are involved. There's going to be close to 600 exhibitors. And, and again, uh, you know, they're, they're competing for – uh, potential. Uh, well, last year they they gave out over thirty thousand dollars in scholarships uh, through this program, and and last year's buyers came. Uh, you know, there'll be a, there'll be a big sale Friday night of the uh, champions, and uh, you know, the, there's it, there's a lot that goes into it, and should be a lot of fun. We'll we'll talk more about it as the week goes along, but yeah, they're showing sheep and goats today over at the uh, Extra Coast. So. There, there you go. It's the McClellan County Junior Livestock Show. Been going on since 1980. All right, let's talk some football. Let's welcome in the head coach of the Mahaya Black Cats, and uh, we say hello to Aaron now. Coach, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, fellas. How you guys doing? We're terrific. I know you were in your district meetings yesterday, so let's talk about uh, realignment. What was, what was your overall impressions of where you were placed and who you're going to be competing with uh, in the next couple of years? Uh, you know, when the when the numbers originally came out that we were going to drop down to 3A, um, you know, it, it kind of made sense that that the, the close four of us would, would kind of be together, and then and then see, you know, who was in there with us. You know, of course, there were different, um, you know, I, I guess guesses as to why what the region was going to look like and what the district was going to look like. So basically, we just kind of got added into into their old district from from last year. Um, but uh, no, we're 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 fired up about it for sure, Coach. How how is your non district schedule working out for you, <laughs> and how difficult is that to try to figure out who you need to play to try to get ready for district? 
really a lot of our our non-district opponents were, were coaches that had reached out kind of you know latter part of the, of the season last season um and uh so it kind of came together that way there was only one change late uh where we ended up dropping somebody and picking up franklin uh you know i know coach had a hard time uh finding finding folks that wanted to play H- hang on hang hang on hang hang on you dropped somebody to pick up franklin well, really and truly, they dropped <laughs> us. Uh, like, if being honest, there they, uh, they, you know, I guess their district came out a little different than than what they thought. Right. And so uh, he, uh, <clears throat> frankly, called and said, "Hey, coach, you know, let's do it." I said, "Well, let's go." And uh, you know, it uh, we'll, we'll definitely be battle tested by the time district rolls around. But that's the way your non-district schedule should be. Like, you know. So, so you're going to scrimmage. You're going to scrimmage Grandview. You're going to scrimmage La Vega. Then you're going to yeah. play Conley, Franklin, China Spring, and Gatesville in your non-district schedule. Yeah, you should be battle tested. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, I mean, those are, those are the the top programs around, and and, and I know China Springs not in our classification anymore, but. Um, you know, like if you're gonna, if you want to be the man, you got to go beat the man, and, and you can't figure out where you're at unless you go play the man. So, um, you know, let, let's go, let, let's go, strap it up, and let's go. Coach, uh, the kids of Mahia have gone through a lot of turnover over the past few years. How, as far as you go, when you're going in there, how do you get them to buy in and completely believe what you're saying, so you could build some stability going forward? I think the first thing you have to do is, is acknowledge that, that, hey, look, guys, like, I, I get it. You've had a, a bunch of faces in front of you telling you this, that, and the other. And, like, you know, hey, I, I know this. I know hard work works. And so, hey, let's just put our nose to the grindstone and, and start working, and, and we'll build those relationships as as we work. And uh, I think everybody that knows this business knows it's, it's about relationships with kids. and uh, you know that's first and foremost uh, amongst our staff, uh, not just football, but but every sport here at Mahia. And and once you develop those relationships, then you start to see um, you know success both on and off the court. Coach, now that you know where, where you're, I'm sorry, Coach. Go ahead. No, you're fine. I just you know we, I say court, but you know fields, pitch, uh, you know, whatever <laughs> term we got to throw out there. Now that you know what district you're in, you know your non-district schedule, how does the process of off-season, how do you approach off-season now and work your way through it? I know you share a lot of athletes, so you don't have everybody together at one time, but what's that off-season look like as you're trying to build this program? It, uh, you know, it, it kind of it varies as far as who we have, um, you know, especially with, with the COVID closures. And then, you know, we had that, you know, huge winter storm last week. And, uh, you know, so, so there's a lot of makeup dates. Like I, I know our, our, our girls basketball program is in the process of playing four games in, in five days, including three in a row. Uh, soccer's going four nights this week. Um, so, you know, you're trying to manage workload for, for those kids that you're sharing uh, across sports. Um, but, you know, for, for the, when we're all together in the weight room, you know, we do, we just talk about hey getting getting better getting better hey if you're getting one percent better it, it's something we're doing every day then we're headed in the right direction you know uh, are we where we want to be no are we where we need to be no 
Um, but, you know, you, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. And, and so, you know, you, we, we can't make the, the jumps that, that we need to make in, in one weight room session, but, uh, or, you know, one, one agility session or whatever the case may be. But, you know, uh, we just strive to our kids that, hey, just, you know, something, get better at something every day. Talking with there now, the uh, head coach of the Mahia Blackheads. Coach, what was the uh, what was the reaction when you told the kids that uh, you're going to be playing Grosbeck again in in district play? <laughs> they were uh, they were they were really really fired up. Um, you know, like ever since I've I've got here, you know, I've heard, hey, we got to get to Battle River, we got to get to Battle River, we got to get to Battle River. And I said, well, you know, it, I, yes, we do. Um, you know, th- those kind of rivalries. Uh, uh, or kind of what make Texas high school sports like what they are, you know, and, and it's, it's growing up hearing about those rivalries and, and uh, you know, looking forward to, to that date on the calendar and all that, and, you know, everything that goes with it. And, uh, you know, just to add a little more noise that week, we're going to go ahead and play those guys for homecoming. So, um, you know, if you're going to do it, do it big. Those facilities look good, man. Talk about those graphics y'all got put up. So, uh, yeah, like our, um, our maintenance director had, had, had reached out to this company, First Class Graphics, and they uh, were going to wrap all the buildings. And uh, I just kind of called the guy and said, hey, do you, like, do you do doors or you just do windows? Like, what do you do? And so he came out and, and gave me a quote and, you know, worked up some stuff. And, um, like, you know, he sends me pictures. I'm like, oh, man, that looks really, really sharp. When I walked in, from that district meeting yesterday, they were, they were already wrapping doors and it, it looks phenomenal over here. I mean, it, it, I'm so fired up. I was trying to tell my wife about it. I said, like, you really don't like, you've seen the pictures and you've seen the little video that we put out, but it doesn't do it justice. And I'm staring at the door right now, smiling, looking at it. <laughs> it so hey coach, thanks for the time. We, uh, we wish you all the best and uh, look forward to watching your football team as uh, 2022 unfolds here this fall. And uh, you know what? July will be here before we know it. And then two a days and then here we go. So uh, yeah, we wish you the very best. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me. Have a great day. That is there now. The uh, head coach. I, Don't you just love the energy? Uh, and the excitement level that he's that he's bringing to that program, and, and and you you brought it up, Garrett. But guys, he, those kids deserve that. They deserve to have somebody who who's bought in, who believes in them, and and I think they got that, don't you? I do. I think he did a great job when he was under Coach Hume at Midway. Uh, you know, and he's been able to go in and get to know these kids over here at Mahia. I think he's a perfect fit for the job. I'm excited to see what he could do over there. Mejia has a lot of talent. Uh, it's just a matter of building chemistry and getting them to buy in. Ed Ward, not only is he playing that non-district schedule, but he's got, and of course the 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 battle of the river with with Grosbeck, but he's also got uh, Malakoff in his district. Oh, by the way, they've they've won a couple of ball games over the last five or ten years under Jamie Driscoll. He's in. I mean, that schedule is really, really, really difficult, but. If you survive it, you're going to come out on the other side smelling like a rose. Right, and that's what he said. I mean, if you're going to want to be one of the best, you got to play the best and got to be able to beat the best. And so, you know, not being afraid of a challenge is going to do nothing but make your football team better. Yeah, he just said it. He said, if you're going to go big, I mean, I mean, if you're going to go, go big. And so, yeah, I mean, so, and I think they play, I think if I understand it right, I think they play Grosbeck as the first district game this season i think that's how it kind of drew out uh when they met uh yesterday and so i think they have grosbeck 
on the opening of district play and you're going to play it at home and you're going to make it homecoming and, and away we go. So I, I, what, what fun, huh? What fun. There's not really a better way to rekindle a rivalry than doing it like that. Nope, you're right. It's, it's going to be good stuff. All right, 747. We're 13 away from 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. We're going to talk some hoops coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But right now, we want to talk about our good friends at the brokerage house. Uh, you know, you can sell your home in five days. The brokerage house guarantees that they will sell your home in five days or less or they're going to purchase it for the price that you agree upon prior to listing the home. The brokerage house is your connection to buyers from around Central Texas, but not only Central Texas, they've got uh, connections with people that are looking for homes nationally and even internationally. And if you're going to sell your home, you better choose Aaron Ryan and the folks at Brokerage House Realtors. The Brokerage House and Aaron have a uh, proven marketing system that is known to generate offers, above market value. Yeah, you heard me, above market value and multiple offers for your home. Now, if you need more information about uh, this great organization, it's 5daystosold.com. That's the number 5, 5daystosold.com. Or give Aaron a call at 817-812-2978. We're talking about the brokerage house. Recently on the John Moore Show. Grant Priscilla, our guest, ESPN color analyst, best in the country at uh, doing that for college basketball, and we appreciate every opportunity he has to come through Waco. It's all cyclical. Everything in college basketball at the power conference level is cyclical, except that over the last eight or nine years, it's been clear that the Big 12 analytically is either one or two. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. When you bought your home, it was a big and emotional investment. The last thing you want to discover is termites or any wood-destroying insect causing damage. At 855-BUGS, we understand the value of a safe home, and we want to protect you and your loved ones from all the pests that live in hidden places. Let us ensure your home is protected with a full inspection, preventative treatment, and a comprehensive ongoing treatment plan to stay ahead of termites and all pests. Visit 855-BUGS.com to learn more about our promise to protect your home and family. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and scratch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here, and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. Windows, they've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. McLennan basketball coach Kevin Gill earned career win number 650 with the Highlanders 64-49 victory over Weatherford. That moves the Highlanders record to 21-3 on the year and 8-1 in league play. The High Lassies, meanwhile, lost to Weatherford 87-76 to fall to 500 on the season as well as in league play. The Houston Texans have hired Lovey Smith as their new head coach. Smith not only coached the Chicago Bears to the Super Bowl in 2006, but also won three state championships as a player at Big Sandy High School. Reports indicate that Major League Baseball will no longer test players for steroids as part of the new collective bargaining agreement still under negotiations. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.52, it's 8 away from 8. Uh, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward and, and uh, Garrett, we're glad you're with us as we uh, roll through this Tuesday. All right, what did you? What was your overall impressions of last night's Texas-Kansas game? I, I thought it was a knockdown drag out and, and a fun Big 12 game to watch. Yeah, I, I agree 100%, and it's, you know, it's, it was a Big 12 game. It, it had all the characteristics of a Big 12 game. You know, that's about the way to describe it. I mean, it was it was a, a typical Big Twelve contest where, mm-hmm. again, I think I, I I never felt Texas was about to make that big run, but you kind of had at least I kind of had the feeling that KU was man they were a bucket or two away from really extending the lead and, and kind of creating some separation. But to Texas's credit, they played such good defense that they just couldn't get that that extra basket, if you will, to, to extend that lead. And in, in Texas, you know, for the lack of a better term, they just kind of hung around and, and, and put themselves in a position to go win the game late, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, it, it was very good defense, and that's, you know, what this league hangs its hat on is being able to play defense. And you're right. I mean, just as you thought, okay, Kansas is about to make a little bit of a run here, Texas was able to find a way to, to shut it down and, and get a couple of transition buckets and, and – lean the thing back in their direction and, you know, being on their home floor, they were able to protect it. And how important is that that we talk about each and every night? You know, if you're at home, you got to find a way to protect your house, and and they did. I think Texas did a good job of keeping Kansas out of transition. That was something that Baylor really struggled with early and uh, kind of throughout the whole game. And, you know, that's really Texas's – I mean, uh, Kansas's M.O. is get up and down the court. Sure. And Texas just neutralized them. How about a – and they – and they played great defense on Abaji. I mean, they he had 11 points, but he worked for those 11 points. He yeah. absolutely had to work for 11 points. And when the game was on the line, did you see how they defended him? I mean, there was a guy in his hip pocket uh, for those last two yeah. possessions that was just flat there to deny him the opportunity to even catch the basketball. Well, and, I, you know, it was one of those things, hey, if, if – if you're going to beat us, you're not going to beat us with that guy. Right. You're going to beat us with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And and it worked out. I sometimes can... that that works and sometimes it doesn't. But last night it worked out for the Longhorns. Yeah, I thought it was going to be uh, uh, Brown that was going to carry him. But uh, it, it, it it didn't work out that way. And Texas gets the win. So now when you look at the Big 12 standings, when you, the top four teams have kind of created a little separation. That's Kansas at 8-2. and two. 
Then Baylor at seven and three, Tech at seven and three, Texas now in the conversation at seven and four. So those are your top four teams. Look, Baylor and Texas haven't played at all yet. Uh, Baylor still has an opportunity with Kansas uh, here in Waco. Uh, so there, and they've still got to go to Lubbock to play Texas Tech. So there's a lot that's going to be decided over the next next few weeks. But uh, for Baylor, in my opinion. And again, I know that they're all big games, but after what happened Saturday, just not playing well uh, and basically being dominated by Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse, I, I think this is a big week for them. They got they go to Kansas State, and I know Kansas State is struggling, but it's still it's still going to you know going on the road in in Manhattan, and then you come home for an early Saturday morning, eleven a.m. tip. With Texas, so I think this is a big week for Scott Drew's basketball team. Ward, I think they, yeah, they they put in themselves in a position where, you know, down the stretch, it, they're all going to be big now. I mean, again, you got to protect your home floor and find a way, absolutely find a way to steal a couple on the road now, and and I think that that's imperative, not only for the regular season standings, but also. You don't want to limp into the Big 12 tournament or limp into the NCAA tournament. I mean, you, you've got to keep where you're going and get some stability and, and get some momentum going now this time of year so you can you know sprint into the tournaments instead of walking into the tournaments. We mentioned Kansas State, Garrett, mm-hmm. and, and they're four and six. But this is the same Kansas State team that went to Austin and beat Texas where KU couldn't do that. I mean, th- that's that's the craziness of this league. It really is. And I think that anytime you're going on the road, and, and the, regardless, but in this league in particular, you've got to take care of business. You've got to be sound in your mind going in. And I think Baylor has no room for error in this. You've already lost at Kansas. You can't afford to do the same thing at Kansas State. But at the same time, you can't take them for granted. But Ward, I think you mentioned it well, is they're, Baylor's in a weird position where they got to balance getting healthy with – looking at getting enough wins where they're not a three seed or a two seed in the tournament. It's just kind of a fine line that they're walking right now. Yeah. And, and what you're hoping for is they're not a four or five right. by the time this thing ends. Uh, so yeah, I mean, wins are you, you, it's all about counting wins now. And, and again, they're playing Kansas state Wednesday night. Kansas state has won their last two ball games, uh, one at home against Oklahoma state. And then they went on the road and they beat TCU in Fort worth. Uh, so look, I mean, this this is this is a big week for for Baylor, I think. Uh, basically, I don't want to say recovering from Saturday, but really kind of a they got to bounce back. They recovered. Don't you know they want it back on that floor? Don't you know they want back on that floor? They'll get that opportunity Wednesday, and then Saturday, uh, here comes Texas, and Texas is coming off of the big, the big Monday win last night with a little rest. So I mean. Uh, it's to me, this is a big week for Scott Drew's basketball team. All right, uh, 758, a couple of minutes away from 8 o'clock. Let's keep talking Baylor athletics. Let's, let's uh, welcome in the voice of the Bears, John Morris, with today's Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, ready or not, the Baylor softball season begins later this week on the road for Glenn Moore in Baylor softball. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Want to be a part of all things Baylor Athletics? Join the Baylor Cub Club presented by Green Eye Associates today. Free registration for the 2021-22 season is available now for kids 8th grade and under. Members receive discounted admission to select Baylor Athletics events and other great promotional items. Register at BaylorCubClub.com or email fan underscore engagement at Baylor.edu for additional information. Show off your Baylor pride and become a Cub Club member today. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. The sunny sky and mild temperatures this week might get you thinking about the outdoor sports like baseball and softball. And for Baylor softball, the season begins this week. Coach Glenn Moore and Baylor softball opening at a tournament in Natchitoches, Louisiana, the Northwestern Tournament, this Friday. They'll play Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and take a very young squad onto the field this season. Here is Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore. Yeah, you know, uh, you get excited with returners because they're experienced and you don't have to teach as much, but... uh, it's also exciting to have new players that are more like sponges for information and you get to teach. You know, a teacher wants to teach. So when you have new players uh, that want to learn a new system or new techniques, it makes teaching more fun. And this, this team's open-minded, r- willing to try new things, and you see a lot more progress in those that are new. Uh, also with that comes the frustration of failing in a sport that has a lot of failure in it um, and then trying to recover from that so we we know we'll experience some of that but we certainly are excited about the 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 players that we have and how eager they are to learn and certainly the talent that we have Glenn Moore and Baylor softball opening the new season at a tournament in Natchitoches, Louisiana this weekend. They'll play four games in three days against UT Martin, Northwestern State, Chattanooga, and Arkansas Pine Bluff. The home opener for Baylor softball is Friday week, February 18th, a doubleheader against Oregon. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Baylor Big 12 Women's Basketball, all season long. The Baylor women, home in the Farrell Center Wednesday, hosting Kansas State. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Wednesday on 104.9 FM. Tune in to the new broadcast crew of Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm, all season long, for Baylor Women's Basketball. This Wednesday on 104.9 FM. 
This year's McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair is February 8th through the 11th at the Exaco Event Center with more than 500 local 4-H and FFA students exhibiting their livestock. Come join us and help raise funds for the scholarships and education programs. And on Friday night, Holt and their family of businesses proudly presents the Sale of Champions with the top placing animals and projects up for sale. It's the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair, February 8th through the 11th at the Extra Co Event Center. For more information, like them on Facebook or call 254 722 2597. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Eight oh three. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Gear. We're glad you're with us, and we welcome into the program Charlie Goldsmith from the uh, Cincinnati Enquirer. Charlie, good morning, man. We appreciate your time. We know you're you're traveling and and, and headed out to to LA for the big game, but uh, we we certainly do appreciate your time this morning. No problem at all. As long as I make it out to eighty degree weather by this evening, it's all good. <laughs> I think you're headed in the right direction, brother. Head west. So I got to ask, how cold was it last night at the pep rally? Freezing, below freezing, and some of the snow still hadn't been shoveled in Paul Brown Stadium. But still, all 30,000 tickets they had available were sold uh, because this Bengals team has left such a strong mark on the city of Cincinnati. They wanted to get the chance to see him in person one last time. It was a celebration. It was another great moment in the legacy that Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and everyone else on the Bengals roster has built in the city. I, I was going to ask you, I, I had in my mind, I want I want you to talk about what Joe Burrow has meant to it, it, Look, we all know, we, we watch, and we can see what the, the leadership skills look like on the football field, his abilities to play the game. But what what has he meant to the community? I mean, it looks like it looks like the city of Cincinnati has it just unbelievably embraced him, and he's embraced them. Exactly, he he is so proud to be the quarterback for his home state team. Cincinnati so rarely look at the city's history; they very rarely have that guy who is transcendent on the national stage like this. They had Pete Rose in the nineteen seventies. They were very good in the 80s, but their star player was their left tackle, Anthony Munoz, and left tackles typically don't transcend like that. The Reds had Ken Griffey Jr. in the early 2000s, but he only had one winning season with Cincinnati. Again, the city has been waiting so long for uh, the opportunity to embrace one of their own. On top of that, Burrow's a home state kid who has a full appreciation and understanding of Bengals history, who's using that and discussing that in his recruiting meetings with free agents that the Bengals added in March heading into this season. Uh, now the flip side is the city of Cincinnati has donated over a million dollars to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. It's really a two-way relationship. What is the health of this football team going into Sunday? Yeah, the, the big question mark is tight end C.J. Uzama. He's really the only key player who's dealing with an injury they'd have a really hard time replacing his pass catching ability over the middle. He sprained his MCL, and the update I can give you is last night, he took off his knee brace, threw it 30 feet in the air like he was a WWE star, and then sprinted a lap around the field to, to high-five every fan in attendance. So that seemed like a very positive development. Charlie, do you think the Cincinnati would be at this point without Jamar Chase? Not at all. Um Joe Burrow, he, he was a part of that voice as well in the process to draft Jamar Chase. The, the coaching staff was on board with that. The front office was on board with that. From top to bottom, there was a vision 
that what you need in the modern NFL is three wide receivers who are pure mismatches. And Chase is statistically the most explosive receiver in the NFL, has added a completely new dimension to the Bengals' offense, and that's frankly what they needed in every single playoff game and in their biggest regular season games as well. And I'm going to get you to – I'm going because I'm fascinated with Joe Burrow here. I'm going to take you back to Joe for just a second. And when you when you talk about Joe Burrow and his relationship, not only with the with the organization but with the community, does it compare to? I mean, where was Boomer Esiason? Where was Kenny Anderson and those kind of guys uh, with their relationship with the city compared to where Joe's relationship is? Yeah, yesterday I was having a conversation with a security guard at Paul Brown Stadium who had worked there for about forty years and seen all of it. And he was talking about how he was used to people his age relating to Ken and Boomer in that incredible way. And he said he hasn't seen anything like that at all until Burrow came through this season. Uh, Burrow, uh, Boomer, Ken, those are franchise legends. Uh, but Burrow is doing that for the next generation, uh, which hasn't had a person to rally around like that in a long time. Has this been a perfect storm with Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow coming together? Exactly. The Bengals hired Zach in 2019 for a lot of reasons. One of them was because of the vision he had for a modern offense. The team he had in mind was led by a quarterback just like Burrow with that skill set. Burrow is probably the biggest reason for the Bengals' success, but he had been surrounded by a coaching staff and an offensive vision. And on top of that, a front office and coaching staff team-building vision that surrounds Burrow with all of the pieces he needed to be successful specifically those wide receiving threats, all the pieces have clicked together, and now the Bengals' offense is what got them here. Talking with Charlie Goldsmith of the Cincinnati Inquirer. Charlie, as far as the game goes, for me, I'm kind of worried about the Bengals' offensive line going up against this Rams' defensive line because they've, they've struggled throughout the year keeping Joe Burrow up. Uh, you know, Obviously, last year they let him get hurt. What are your thoughts on this matchup, and is that really going to be the deciding factor in the Super Bowl? It's totally strength against weakness. It's statistically the best pass rush in the NFL versus the third worst pass, block, pass blocking unit in the NFL. And, and frankly, the Bengals are going to have to deal with having a lot of one-on-one -on -one matchups on guys like Bob Miller and Leonard Floyd. But here's what they need, and frankly, here's what they're expecting. Against the Titans and the Chiefs, Burrow made three or four plays in each game where he literally escaped a sack by himself, kept his eyes down the field, and either threw the ball or ran for a first down on a play where he probably should have went down. Burrow and his ability to respond when the pocket breaks in front of him, that's his gift. That's the Bengals' only way to overcome uh, that Rams pass rush because for sure they're going to get to it. Charlie, they're, uh, the Bengals are in Super Bowl 56. How far ahead of the curve are they? I mean, th this was – I mean, I don't think – we all, we, none, I don't think any of us had him, had the Bengals penciled into Super Bowl 56. So they, they obviously are ahead of the game a little bit. Just how far, in your opinion, are they ahead of the game? Yeah, Joe Burr said it himself. If you would have told him in training camp this would be a Super Bowl team, he would have told you you were crazy. Uh, but there were specific lessons, though, you can learn from this. The, the two are this. How quickly an offense can make the leap when you have great young wide receivers and multiple great young wide receivers. That's one lesson the Bengals show. And two, getting a deep, versatile group of veteran defensive free agents who have the football IQ and the locker room temperament to play together and click together immediately. That kind of defense can gel together really quickly. So the Bengals kind of now offer a blueprint, a blueprint for the rest of the league on how to kind of be the surprise team. 
the Bengals will win the Super Bowl if they do what? Yeah, Joe Burrow's got to make three or four of those plays that I mentioned. And here's the other thing. Matthew Stafford leads the NFL in interceptions this season. Most of his interceptions come on what I call gunslinger throws, tries to sling it 60 yards down the field and take a chance that the safety's out of position. The Bengals love their safety duo in Von Bell and Jesse Bates. And if they're in the right position, which they consistently were um, against the Chiefs to stop that offense in the second half, then the Bengals' defense could create a turnover, which could change the entire game. What are your thoughts on the matchup that we're going to see out there with Jalen Ramsey on Jamar Chase? Yeah, I, I want to see it as much as anyone, but but my guess is because Joe Burrow's productivity and his efficiency dropped so much against, one, the blitz, and the, against or when he's not blitzed, his production drops, and two, against zone defense, he's not as good as he is against man defense. My expectation is for those two reasons, the Rams do a lot of rushing for and dropping back seven in zone coverage without having one cornerback travel across one side of the field to keep up with a specific wide receiver. So we could get a couple of those Chase versus Ramsey matchups. I would love to see it. Uh, Ramsey is the kind of corner you would design to guard a receiver like Chase, but the, the best way to stop the Bengals offense is playing them a little differently, and that's my expectation. Hey, Charlie, man, we appreciate your time. Safe travels. Uh, we may try to catch up with you again if we can get you off the beach in, in, in L.A. <laughs> Perfect, guys. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Thanks so much. That's, uh, that is Charlie Goldsmith from the Cincinnati Inquirer. Uh, man, you can tell he's pretty jazzed about, uh, about oh, yeah. the – I mean, you know, uh, it, it, he may have had plans to cover the Super Bowl for, for the newspaper, but he certainly didn't have plans to cover the Cincinnati Bengals for the Cincinnati Inquirer in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it's, that just wasn't part of the equation when this season started. But uh, here we are. It's the Rams and, and the Bengals. And, you know, um, Matt, Matthew Stafford, I mean, if there's one, in my opinion, if there's one player that has – the weight of the world on his shoulders, it's Matthew Stafford. And and I know that they're talking about Sean McVay. This is his second time. And But, I, you know, look, they acquired Matthew Stafford for this very moment, Ward. I mean, this was – this is why the Rams went and got him. This is why they went and got a lot of guys that they're, that are on that roster right now. And you're right. I mean, you know, that was the vision. They, they felt like that this was, you know, an opportunity for them to be able to – go in and say, okay, we can solidify. We just need somebody to take us to the next level. And they didn't feel like that they had that in their camp. So they looked around and, and felt like that Matthew Stafford could be that guy, and he's worked out. Matthew Stafford, talking with the media, talked about the pressure that he's, you know, that's on his shoulders. These opportunities are what you play the game for. You know, I'm, I'm so uh, lucky to be in this situation and, being able to go out and, and battle one more time with this great group of guys that I have as teammates and coaches. You know, as far as pressure goes, I mean, we say it around here all the time, pressure is a privilege. You know, that means, uh, you know, something is expected of you and we expect that of ourselves anyway. So, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is just the overall excitement um, for this opportunity, knowing what it took to get here. All the great players, uh, you know, on our team that are either, you know, still playing with us or, or got injured in the process or, you know, are helping us get a look, uh, you know, in practice. I mean, everybody's had such a huge role in this. Um, you know, you're just playing for those guys, playing for your teammates, playing for your brothers. Says all the right things when it comes to the pressure. Does he believe it? <laughs> That's the question. Does he believe it? You, I mean, you would hope. I just, man, I, I don't know. I, I still kind of don't trust Stafford in big situations, but we'll see. I mean, he's got all the playmakers in the world. It's just a matter of getting you know, the right decisions. 
But I'm like I'm like you guys, Ward. I, I let's take Matthew Stafford out of the equation. How about LA's front seven on defense against Cincinnati's O line? Well, yeah, I mean there you know there's there's playmakers all over the field for the Rams, and so you know look it it if you looked at this roster, you would say, okay, this is an all star roster. They mm-hmm. they put it together for a reason the way it is. And, you know, it's it's worked out. It doesn't always work out like that, but it has worked out for them this year. Uh, and, you know, they get to be the second team in history. And, oh, by the way, it's back-to-back to get to host the Super Bowl on their own field. And so, you know, that gives them a little bit of a distinct advantage as well. You know, I, I don't know if they're that much better a football team than Cincinnati. I just know that you look at what they have position by position and – I, I think they have the advantage there as far as just playmakers and athletes and, and those type of things. But that doesn't always come out to win you football games. I, I'm just curious how both of these teams, how the, 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 the bright lights of the Super Bowl, if you will, how that affects them in the first five or ten minutes of the football game. Uh, you know, you can't win it there, but, man, you can put yourself behind the eight ball there. Sure you can. Sure you can. Does this Super Bowl for Matthew Stafford, how much does this, you talk about the pressure on him, well, the pressure on him is for the Rams and winning, you know, because he he was brought there. But for his overall legacy in the NFL, how much does this change where Matthew Stafford is? Is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Fame quarterback right now? Or if Matthew Stafford wins the Super Bowl, with the Rams, does that make him a Hall of Fame quarterback? I, I don't think it does on either account. I do. Uh, but here's what I will say. All of those years in Detroit, and he finally gets out of Detroit, and his first opportunity not wearing a Lions uniform, he gets the team that he's quarterback into the Super Bowl. That tells me what I need to know about Matthew Stafford. The guy can play the game. I, I kind of with you on, on the word on that. I feel like – if he wins the Super Bowl, that will definitely make him a Hall of Famer. But I think he kind of walked into a good situation. He I mean, may have. You know, I, I, if he would have gone to a, another team or if they wouldn't have gotten, you know, Von Miller, if they wouldn't have went and got Odell. I know Cooper Cup's obviously one of the best receivers in the league. But at the same time, I think they put the right pieces around him to help him. Because without that, I don't know that they would be here. Let me ask you this. If Jarrett Goff was the quarterback of the L.A. Rams right now, with all the pieces that Matthew Stafford has, are they in the Super Bowl? I don't know. I mean, because to me, I don't see much no difference. Way. No way. I mean, I- no way. And that was that was going to be my point. I was going to bring up Goff. If they, if, look, if they could have done it with Goff, uh, this, this group, they would have kept him. But he's took them there. Right. He, he has taken them there. So I, I think I don't really see much difference in Jared Goff and Matt Stafford other than, I mean, Goff is going to make some errant passes, some mistakes that Stafford won't, but there's not that much degree separation in the between. Then the why did they go get him? Why did they, why did they make that big public, because of that you're right out there. and he's in? Because of that but, right there, the, those mental errors. I think they wanted a sound game manager that they could put piece, uh, pieces around. I, 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 that's, that's part of it. And, look, he, he's a winner. There's no doubt. I mean, he he's won everywhere he was except Detroit, and he won some games in Detroit. They probably shouldn't have won because of the trash roster they had. He got them the wins there. So I mean, you know, everywhere he was before it at at 
Highland Park, Georgia. Georgia. I mean, is it a coincidence a that in his first year in Los Angeles, he's in a Super Bowl? Is it a coincidence? I don't think so. I don't either. Do you? Be honest. I, I kind of, I mean, I'm not necessarily a coincidence. I think it was a perfect storm. I, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Again, he has a lot of pieces around him that enabled him not to have to try to do too much. If he didn't have the pieces around him and it was all in his lap, they wouldn't be where they're at right no, now. No, not at all. Y- you're right. And I'm such a team-oriented dude that I would say that about any guy. Any quarterback. I mean, how many how many guys have lost football games while they're standing on the sideline and their defense has given up a play? Pat Mahomes. Well, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So it, it's a 53 man roster. I also don't think that you could just take you know the 32 other quarterbacks in this league and plug them into that roster no. and they're in the Super Bowl either. No, I agree. I, I, I think it has a lot to do with both of them. I, I just I'm, I I guess I get tired of him not getting. His due. What if they what if they would have failed miserably? What if they would have been four in 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 twelve? Well, actually four and thirteen with seventeen games now. What if they had what what if that would have been the record? They would have been ripping him from here to yonder. Well, you'd have to look at why were they? And, yeah. and if he was a big part of it, he deserves to well, be ripped. Quarterback's always going to get the blame, and he's always going to get the credit. I think I think in that situation, McVeigh would have caught more heat than Stafford. Absolutely, he would have. Absolutely, that, that would've he would have. So, but my point being, the quarterback is going to get the blame. And, and look, they don't say the left tackle won seventy-five games. No, they say the quarterback won seventy-five games. Well, I, it, okay. To your point, though, I mean, did he get all the blame in Detroit? Yes, he got a lot of it. He got he got some of it, but he didn't get but all of it. But also, also knew that they also knew Detroit was a dumpster fire, and they didn't have a coach that would you know could hold his GM, water. GM, ownership. I mean yeah, you go I mean, on and on and on there. Absolutely. So, so I mean he didn't take all the blame in Detroit. So ah could be know, fun. What was what was the narrative for Matthew Stafford in Detroit? Nobody around him. No he coach. didn't have yeah. any playmakers right. around him ever. I mean he had one Megatron. Yeah. And right. that, he hadn't had him in Yeah, that was a flash wow. in the pan. So he gets players around him in his first year out of Detroit and they're in the Super Bowl. Well, and there you go. That to, that's why for me I give him the credit. I don't know. And that's just – and look, there's no right or wrong answer on this thing. It's right. just an opinion, and that's the way I look at him. But it's like, okay, he has to get him to the playoffs. Oh, okay, he has to win a playoff game. Oh, he has to win a road playoff game. And now it's, oh, he has to win a Super Bowl. The finish line kind of keeps changing. I, I, so. I, I kind of feel like it was Super Bowl or bust regardless with him coming in. Well, they're there. Now does he have to win it, or is this a, or is this season a failure uh, I mean, for them? Yes, yes. I, I think it's a disappointment for them if if they don't win it because he's there. I mean, again, my question and for Cincinnati, was, they, this is this is gravy. Well, they, I mean, this is just you know a walk in the park for yeah. them. I think it is a failure if they don't win because I mean they put everything in. I mean, they went and got everybody, and they're not going to have this the, roster is not going to be here. Nope, next it'll year. be very different next year. No matter what, win, lose, or draw, it's going to be very different. Yeah. All right. Hey, we got to go. It's eight twenty-two. We got to get. Uh, we're uh, <laughs> we're up against the clock here. I do want to pass this along, and, and this is a cool thing uh, from our CNC Collision Center text line from the nine hundred three. Says, "I grew up in four eight showing lambs. I have such fond memories of the shows, and wouldn't trade those memories for the world. I can't wait for my kids to get involved when they get old enough." Uh, listening to us talk to, to Chloe earlier. And, and and brought back fond memories. That is so cool. We we appreciate the uh, the C, the the text on the CNC Collision Center text line. All right, eight twenty two. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. A lot of sunshine in the forecast again today, and it's going to be warmer than it was yesterday. Highs top out at 67 degrees. Clear skies tonight. We drop to 34 and mostly sunny, just as warm tomorrow with a high of 67. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I'm not saying he hasn't been critical of coaches at times, but for him to be that overt, you know, saying it's a pet peeve, it seems to be almost a direct reaction to what Mike McCarthy was saying the other day, like, hey, we're going to work on this in the offseason. Oh, this is going to be something we get done. Well, he didn't like hearing that. Jerry didn't, and he was pretty direct with it. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready. We are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs, made-from-scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. This year's McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair is February 8th through the 11th at the Extra Co Event Center with more than 500 local 4-H and FFA students exhibiting their livestock. Come join us and help raise funds for the scholarships and education programs. And on Friday night, Holt and their family of businesses proudly presents the Sale of Champions with the top placing animals and projects up for sale. It's the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair, February 8th through the 11th at the Extra Co Event Center. For more information, like them on Facebook or call 254-722-2597.
827, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. We are in the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat Studios. Tom, Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And I, I ran across this this morning, Ward, and, and if we don't think that college athletics is about big business, boy, we you're just missing the boat. So we spent a lot of time talking about NIL and, and those dollars that uh, that are or are not available to the kids. Listen to this. The NCAA generated more than $1.15 billion, that's with a B, billion in revenue in 2021. Most NCAA revenue comes from its contract with CBS and Turner for the rights to televise the men's basketball tournament. Out of that $1.15 billion, $850 million came from those contracts for the basketball tournament. It's big business. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we knew that. That that's where that's where that's why teams are so in tune with the television contracts. That's why, you know, honestly, Texas and OU are heading to the SEC. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not caliber of competition, wins and losses. It, it's it's dollars and cents. Mm-hmm. It's you know and look the CBS is gonna pay Eight seventy this year, eight hundred and seventy million dollars for the opportunity to have the exclusive rights to televise March Madness. It is the to me. It's this, and I, you know what? And I probably if I probably speak for the majority. I to me, it's the single greatest sporting event. Yes, March Madness. Yeah, absolutely. It may not opinion. be your favorite sport, but it's the single greatest sporting event. I mean, there is nothing like that those first two days, Thursday, where those cameras are going all over the place, and you got you got all the Turner family of stations and CBS, and I mean, it it is just, you know how many people call in <clears throat> sick and, and can't make it to work Thursday and Friday to watch the the basketball tournament. I used to work with this guy from Kentucky. Yeah, die well, hard, there you go, diehard Wildcat fan. He would literally take off every week so he could just. Lay in and watch March Madness. Unbelievable. But, I mean, it's that kind of event. And, and, and eyeballs are on those televisions mm-hmm. all day long Thursday, all day long Friday, you know, all day long Saturday and Sunday when, when, when you're getting, you know, from, when you're getting from 64 to 16. Uh, it's, 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 that's why they pay $870 million for the for the opportunity to broadcast and sell their commercials inside that 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 event, but it, it is business. I mean, make no mistake about it. And you mentioned even with we didn't even talk about football, but all of the look you it, it wasn't that long ago where you looked at the schedule when it came out and you see to see how many games your favorite team was going to play on TV one or two, three maybe, unless they were Notre Dame or mm. you know. And now it's it's a rarity if they're not on some form of television, whether it be, you know, and, and I realize that, that ESPN Plus is streaming, but come on now. Uh, it, you can still get it on your television set. Just about every game is part of a television package. Now, you used to have regional games. Now look how many, look how many Big 12 games are national television events between Fox and ESPN. Just about every game in the Big 12, 
finds its way onto a national television platform. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about. So, you know, I'm not opposed to the NIL thing, never have been. But I do, I would like to see there be some, what's the word I'm looking for? Control or legislation of it or structure. Structure, (laughs) that's a good word. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to see it to where it's fair and equitable for everybody. And, and right now, I'm like you, Ward. What did you call it yesterday? The Wild Wild West or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's kind of where it's at. All right, it's 831. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk with Michael Swain. He's from a Kansas 247 Sports, and he's going to talk a little bit about last night's uh, Kansas and Texas game and, and uh, in, in Big 12 basketball. We'll do that next here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. We are joined by Josh Neighbors from the podcast Locked on Big 12. I think Chris Beard is right when he says this is life. This is what happens. Things change. I think the fans are right to be mad at him because there's an argument that Texas Tech is a better basketball situation than Texas is. I think everybody here has a claim that they're right about, and I thought it made for an awesome atmosphere. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Hey, this is Tom Barfield with the ESPN Central Texas Morning Show. And I'm here to tell you that Hurley Benefits has played a big role in helping me and my family with all of our health, dental, and vision insurance needs. Don't have health insurance? I highly recommend you call the experienced and knowledgeable team at Hurley Benefits. They specialize in affordable life insurance, health insurance, dental and vision insurance, Medicare supplements, and much, much more. Check them out at HurleyBenefits.com. That's H-U-R-L-E-Y Benefits. At UBO Business Services, we understand that digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or UBEO. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. McLennan basketball coach Kevin Gill earned career win number 650 with the Highlanders 64-49 victory over Weatherford. The Highlassies, meanwhile, lost to Weatherford 87-76 to fall to 500 on the season as well as in league play. Baylor has dropped to 10th in the latest AP basketball poll. Auburn remains number one, followed by Gonzaga, Purdue, Arizona, and Kentucky. The Houston Texans have hired Lovey Smith as their new head coach. Smith not only coached the Chicago Bears to the Super Bowl in 2006, but also won three state championships as a player at Big Sandy High School. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. Eight thirty-five. We welcome you back to game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett. It's a Tuesday morning, beautiful day in the heart of Texas, and we welcome into the program from Kansas Two Four Seven Sports Fog Net. We say hello to Michael Swain. Michael, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you guys again for having me on. Hey, appreciate your time today. Uh, we were we've been talking about it all morning long. The uh, the 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 game last night, Kansas and Texas. Uh, it almost looked like they ought to issue helmets and shoulder pads. That was a physical Big 12 basketball game. 100%. I think I tweeted during the game last night that it was basically an SEC football game in basketball form. And I think the way they officiated it in the first half where, you know, Dave McCormick picks up two fouls, it seemed like things were a little touchy. And then as the second half went on, they just kind of let them play. And in the end, that was a – probably the most physical game key has been a part of this season. And you look at the stretch they've had over the last two weeks where you play against an uber talented Kentucky team. You go on the road to play Iowa state, you come home, play Baylor, and now you got to go on a short turnaround and play Texas. I mean, that's one heck of a way to cap a, uh, a really tough stretch like that. So really physical game. And that was really surprising. Honestly, I thought it'd be, you know, in terms of scoring, you look at it at 79, 76 and with the way the game was played, you feel like it'd be one of those kind of, high 50s, low 60s type mm-hmm. of games. How does anybody in this conference figure out a way to separate themselves from the rest of the conference? Uh, you know, it's tough because I think you look at KU's schedule and you looked at last night as one of those opportunities to because the way that this kind of last two weeks have gone where you, you get the good win over Baylor, then you have a two-game advantage over them. You obviously beat Texas on Big Monday, uh, what was it, maybe two weeks ago. Um, and last night was an opportunity, but I think you look at the schedule for KU, and it does lighten up. You get both Oklahomas now over the next week, then you play West Virginia, Kansas State, before you go down to Waco. So for KU, it is manageable. Um, You do have to go and win those games, though, and I think if the Big 12 has shown us anything this season is you can't really count on wins night in and night out because everyone is just so good. I mean, West Virginia is basically bottom of the conference, and that team is not going to go down easy either. So, I think Texas Tech also has a pretty easy run in what I've seen. I know Baylor has some tough games ahead as well. So um, I think it's one of these where it's going to come down to kind of the final week or two, and I think that a game in Waco will probably do a lot in deciding it. Michael, I think for me, watching last night, it was interesting to see how Texas kind of gave Kansas some of their own medicine because when the Jayhawks were facing Baylor, a lot of their success came in transition points. And last night they were only able to get six against Texas while the Longhorns had like 24. Yeah, you nailed it. I think that's where the game was won and lost. And I think for 
you look at Texas, right, and what they've done all season is turn guys over. And granted, every team in the Big 12, it seems like, ranks in like the top 25 in, in turnover percentage on defense. But they did a really good job of it. And I think KU recently has had some turnover issues. I think they had 13 in the first half against Iowa State last Tuesday. Um, obviously played really well against Baylor on Saturday. But turnovers have been an issue for this team, especially without you know an abundance of ball handlers with Remy Martin not playing. Um, Dewan Harris is playing way too many minutes, and Bill Self has said as much that Dewan Harris should not be playing, you know, 36, 37, 38 minutes a game. He should be more in that kind of high 20s, low 30, you know. But I think that the lack of ball handlers really contributed to that. But you're right. It was a huge contrast from the Baylor game. Um, but this is something that, you know, KU has really done a few times on the road this season. So it wasn't necessarily a huge surprise, but I do think that's where the game was won and lost. Visiting with Michael Swain from 247 Sports. Michael, you uh, you mentioned the Baylor game on Saturday. Take take us back to that game. Uh, obviously, the, the, the loss to Kentucky at home, that didn't sit well with Bill Self and his basketball team. And I realized that they played – a midweek against K-State on the road, but that was their first opportunity back home in, in Allen Fieldhouse. Could you sense before the game that that was a team that, you know, kind of had their jaw locked and they were ready to go? Uh, in general, this team does a really good job of responding, and I think Bill Self has talked about it too, where they relish the moment. And I think for them, the opportunity to bounce back from what was a lackluster performance intensity-wise against Kentucky. Kentucky came out, hit Kansas in the mouth, and Kansas didn't necessarily have the punch back. And, again, Bill Self talked about that. And I think that you saw a team come out on Saturday that said, we're going to go punch Baylor in the mouth, and Baylor wasn't the team that responded that time. And I think the, the turnovers early, getting it in transition really helped. And, I mean, it's Allen Fieldhouse, right? And you give them a chance to get loud in there, and then all of a sudden it kind of snowballs for teams. And – Granted, it hasn't snowballed for Baylor like that. You know, Scott Drew talked about it in three or four years, but I think that that's a KU team that came out wanting it, forced the issue early, and was able to kind of build that lead. And I think, you know, Baylor without Cryer, I think that's just a tough kind of recipe for them to try and come back. Is this Jayhawk team gelling at the right time? I know last night they fell to Texas, but I mean, this team has really started to come together and, and making some strides as we head toward tournament time. Yeah, it seems like they found their identity, at least in terms of who, kind of who they are offensively. You know, you look on the defensive end, and that's kind of where they've struggled at times. But they figured some things out, it seemed like, you know, before last night at least. But I think, you know, you give up 20, what was it, you know, 24 points off turnovers. I mean, it's tough to really judge a team defensively when, you know, the opposing team is getting out in transition so much. Now the question is going to be, where does Jeremy Martin fit in all this? Because he's missed, he's going to end up missing about two, two and a half weeks with this knee bone bruise that he's kind of dealt with on and off since December. So I think that's kind of the last key is this puzzle is where will Remy Martin fit in when he comes back? You know, he started uh, the first chunk of the season. Then when he suffered the injury, came back, was coming off the bench. And then it's just a question of kind of where does he fit? Is he starting? Then who comes off the bench then in that case? And so, I think that's another domino that they're going to have to fit in. But, again, the schedule gets a little lighter here, so I think it's a good time for them to maybe try and reintegrate him. Michael, as we get geared up to head into March Madness, for me, I mean, basketball over the past few years has obviously become more guard-oriented and driven. But when you look at the landscape uh, this year, it seems like your top teams, your Auburns, your Gonzagas, uh, Purdue, they all have sound big men. And it's like we're kind of 
not necessarily going back, but it feels like this year having a solid big man is going to be play a role in who wins the national championship. Is that something you're seeing? And as far as Kansas goes with that, McCormick, it seems like he's a little banged up right now. I could be wrong, but just watching him, he doesn't look 100%. Is, is that what you're sensing? Yeah, starting with McCormick, yeah, he is banged up. Um, he had foot surgery in the offseason, and Bill Self kind of didn't mention it at all um, over the course of kind of non-con in the first month of conference play. But I think maybe late last week, Bill Self kind of mentioned that, hey, you know, Dave's not 100% with the foot right now. And, uh, man, 6'10", 7-footers with foot injuries, that's just not a good recipe for you know any sort of success consistently during the course of the season, right? Because that's so tough to manage and get back from um as for the broader perspective i think in general in march you need a focal point and big men tend to be the focal point but guard play can also be that focal point i think you look at maybe that really really good kansas team in the in the season that got kind of canceled because of covid you know they had two of those guys right you had devon dotson and you look where now it seems like KU's a lot more wing dominant right you got ojai baji christian brown Jalen wilson you know, those are probably KU's three best players um, without Remy Martin, and we'll see what happens with Remy Martin. So I think you need a really good Dave McCormick to get far in March. I think you saw it last night that there's a huge drop-off between Dave McCormick and Mitch Lightfoot and K.J. Adams because, man, Mitch Lightfoot's my age. Like, he went to college when I started going to college, and I'm two years removed from college now. And Mitch Lightfoot's ceiling is a – a good role player, but he should not be your second big off the bench. So I think that's a tough position for KU to have a banged up Dave McCormick and then have kind of a big drop off between him and the next guy. So it's going to be make for an interesting dynamic, you know, going into March because I just don't know if KU can survive if McCormick A gets hurt or B gets in foul trouble. You mentioned Abaji, uh, only seven field goal opportunities last night in, in just 11 points. Yeah, I don't know what to think of that. You know, Texas basically said from the get-go, all right, Ochai, you know, you're going to have to work incredibly hard for any sort of shot you're going to get. And I think then KU was like, okay, we're going to play four on four and use that space. And I thought they did a really good job. You know, teams don't score 1.2, 1.1 something points per possession against Texas. And that's what KU did last night. So I think offensively, um, it was fine, and I think that you're kind of just looking at the turnovers and some of the shot making that Texas did have as the reasons why KU lost. But I think you're gonna see a lot more of that now. Ochai is one of the National Player of the Year candidates and has been really, really good this season and taken over games. And so, of course, teams are gonna look at him and say, "All right, you are not going to beat us. Other guys can." And they tried to do that last night with Texas, and they had some success. Michael, something that kind of got brought up yesterday on the show, and it got brought up really, it started in the broadcast of the Kansas-Baylor game, was looking at those two as becoming a rivalry. Uh, and I know that traditionally Kansas, we, we know Kansas runs the Big 12 traditionally, uh, but with the success of Baylor last year, you have the national championship, and we know what Scott Drew has, has got here with the foundation. Is Kansas-Baylor a rivalry? Is this something that could become a rivalry from a Kansas perspective? Oh, I think so. Um, I think you need a fiery moment to create kind of that, you know, blood boiling sort of, uh, I don't like the word hatred, but dislike between the two programs. And it's interesting because there's a lot of respect between the two programs. That's for sure. You know, Bill Self said Baylor has been the standard of the Big 12 over the last 18 months. And that's saying something from Bill Self's perspective. Uh, So I do think that as time goes on, that this will probably develop into something like that. 
especially with a team like Texas leaving the conference where Bill Self and Chris Beard, those two teams are always in just the, the wildest battles in terms of physicality and, and level of play. So I think you are looking at, you know, Baylor is going to be competing. And the question, of course, is going to be, you know, can they sustain on the recruiting trail? I mean, they showed it last year you get Kendall Brown, you know, a five-star guy that KU wanted. Um, I think that's a big deal. And so I think as time goes on, this probably does develop into some sort of rivalry. But I think you need kind of one of those uh, flashpoint moments to create kind of that uh, blood boiling between the two fan bases. Michael, man, we appreciate your time. Uh, what are you working on uh, right now for uh, for 247 Sports and Fog.net? Yeah, going to look at kind of what in the world happened uh, last night where, you know, KU finishes the first half uh, getting outscored 5 nothing, and finishes the game getting scored out uh, outscored 7 nothing. So kind of looking at kind of what in the world happened at the end of the game and end of the half for KU last night. Hey, man, we appreciate your time. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. You bet. That is Michael Swain from uh, 247sports.com and fog, P-H-O-G dot net. It is 847, 13 now away from 9 o'clock, and uh, we are brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business. And, man, you can check out all of the great vehicles at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. And uh, how about the, the new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Edition? Man, that is a beautiful vehicle. Check it out. Hey, maybe you're planning your your next adventure. Well, why not check out a, uh, a uh, Jeep Range vehicle, including the 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Take home the, the trophy, if you will, from Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. They got a great selection of vehicles. They got a great selection of pre-owned vehicles. And, of course, they got an unbelievable service department. They are just a complete unit, if you will, when it comes to to a, a dealership. And, and of course, they you know, there's uh, – there's over 17 sales folks to help you, 14 technicians, and they got nine quick loop people. Uh, and then what I love about them when you're in the service department, they got seven advisors over there, and they're going to keep you up to speed and up to date on everything that is going on with your vehicle. The one thing, I've said it a million times, the one thing I hate is wondering, is my car ready? What's the status of my vehicle? Uh, you don't have to worry or wonder when it comes to Alan Samuels. They're going to have those those advisors contacting you. You know, I, I've said it, I joke around about it all the time. I said they, they're going to either call you, text you, email you, or maybe even a carrier pigeon. But somehow, some way, they're going to get a hold of you and let you know what's going on. Uh, great, great, uh, great folks. Ted Teague and his staff do a unbelievable job. They are locked into this community. You know, I mentioned uh, we're talking about the, um, the McLennan County 4-H, uh, uh, the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show with, uh, with uh, FFA and 4-H. Oh, I promise you, uh, Alan Samuels will be well represented there on Friday night at the Sale of the Champions because they give back to the community. That's just one of the many things that you do, and uh, that's why, you know, when you, when you see these folks out, I, I salute Ted Teague and his staff for just how involved they are with with this community, with, with the dealership. They're at 201 West Loop 340. They're just down from Highway 84. If you, if you want, before you go over there, you want to just kind of peruse it? Why not? AlanSamuelsDCJ.com. That's AlanSamuelsDCJ.com. Alan Samuels, your friend of the car business. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. The Bears back on the road this Wednesday, headed to Manhattan to take on Kansas State. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. Baylor Men's Basketball, all season long. 
here on the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions, ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota compact tractors. Rated number one for reliability in the under 100 horsepower category, they're designed for easy operation and feature performance matched attachments. Right now, put zero down and get 0% APR for up to 60 months, plus save up to $1,100. Now through February 28th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. It's time now for The Naked Truck, the ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity, presented by Pickup Outfitters. In this episode, we find Amanda and Brad on a date. Oh, Amanda, will you... Brad, I'm sorry. I just can't go out with you in this truck anymore. It's just so bare. You have nothing on this truck. But I have these subs that I bought online. Online? Really? Subwoofers are just a way for a man to make up for his lack of equipment. I am going out with Justin. Oh, I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to pick up outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will Brad go to pick up outfitters? Tune in again to The Naked Truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Your Drive in Waco. Whatever it is, Northern Tool can help you build it, fix it, haul it, hoist it, blast it, trim it, tow it, weld it, and, well, you get the idea. Northern Tool and Equipment, quality tools for serious work. Stock your shop this week at Northern Tool and Equipment. Stop in and save on floor jacks, shop seats, hand tools, chemicals, oils, and more. Shop in-store, online, or get it curbside. Northern Tool and Equipment, quality tools for serious work. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. McLennan basketball coach Kevin Gill earned career win number 650 with the Highlander 64-49 victory over Weatherford. The High Lassies, meanwhile, lost to Weatherford 87-76 to fall to 500 on the season as well as in league play. Baylor has dropped to 10th in the latest AP basketball poll. Auburn remains number one, followed by Gonzaga, Purdue, Arizona, and Kentucky. 
The Houston Texans have hired Lovey Smith as their new head coach. Smith not only coached the Chicago Bears to the Super Bowl in 2006, but also won three state championships as a player at Big Sandy High School. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grand bag on game time. All right, time for the grab bag at 8.54. It's uh, 6 away from 9 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, guys, Super Bowl 56 is setting up to be the most heavily bet game ever. $7.61 billion on the line with an estimated 31.4 million Americans betting on the game. Simple question. Are you part of the 31.4 billion? Betting on the game? I'm not. I don't understand. Look, I'm an idiot when it comes to looking at sports lines and overs and unders. I have no idea when it comes to that. And I I don't have the money. I'm not either. But I do know several that do and place those. You're smiling like a possum. Why? No. Yeah, I'm in. Are you? You're betting? Mm Mm-hmm. Through Vegas or? or I'll do a... Small thing on that, but I've bought squares all over the place. See, I'll do squares. That's different. That's no, it's not. That's, That's betting. betting. Okay, well then I'm I'm in on squares. When you're talking about overs and unders, a line now nah, you lose me on that. Hey, you know what? I would rather. It's, I'm with you on that. By the way, I, I would rather bet bet the coin toss before I bet the line because I don't understand all that stuff. <laughs> I, mean, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, you know I'm gonna take heads. <laughs> <laughs> You can bet on anything in the Super Bowl. You no, know, you certainly can. First touchdown, first first down. I mean, I mean, first anything. All that stuff's available. Uh, you know, are you in or are you out when it comes to, when it comes to betting? Because thirty one point four million Americans are going to have some going to have some bang on the on, on the on the game. It's incredible. Th- does it make you watch the game differently? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if you got the money down. Especially on those squares, man. You're like, don't you dare drive that ball. Mm-hmm. I got three and six, and <laughs> we're sitting here at 13 to six. If you kick that extra point, I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, a lot those, of fun. The, the squares. All right. I was just, I was just curious because I, I saw that this morning. 31.4 million Americans got some, got some, got some action going. So there you go. All right, uh, that is going to do it for us here this this morning. Uh, d- don't forget, John Morris is coming up at three o'clock this afternoon. Matt Mosley is coming your way at four this afternoon. So that'll be uh, that'll be happening right here on uh, ESPN Central Texas. And let's see here. I was just checking to see who was going to be on with John. And I can't find it. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll, we'll do this again tomorrow morning at 7. Have yourself a great day. For Ward and Garrett, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.